Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Crisis. I am your host, Demi Kotsouris, and this week we are going to be talking about asking for the unthinkable. Last week's episode, I spoke with Ingrid Maynard, who spoke about the art of backing yourself and how important it is. It is something that I know a lot of us struggle with is this self-confidence and the imposter syndrome thing, you know, feeling like you shouldn't be somewhere or shouldn't be doing something. Believing in yourself is so important because there's no one that's going to have your back more than yourself. And it's so important to build these skills of self-confidence as you go on, especially in career progression. I know it's something that I really struggle with, but I am trying so hard to work on. You know, throughout all of these episodes, we've kind of figured out little things that we like or the things that we need. And now, let's say we are still in our current workplace. It's only been you know, a couple months since we started the start of the podcast. So you may not have quit your job or done anything drastic. So the idea of asking for the unthinkable is exhausting all of your options before you decide to move on. That way in the next role you move on to, you're not just doing it to escape your workplace. You have a really clear idea of what you'll need in a new workplace and the reasons why you need it. When you are applying for new jobs, it's also going to help you really customize your resume and go for jobs you know you're going to be amazing at and you know you really want. Because I don't know about you, but for me, I would spam email applications and just when I wanted a job, I would just apply for hundreds of jobs and hope that I would get one. Uh, with a you know cookie cutter resume. And although it worked for me at times, you'll see I have a blog on my website about oh, the despicable thing I did back when I was younger and I put a fake job application up so I could, oh my God, so I could write a better resume to increase my odds. Uh, but we're not about that life anymore. We are about finding work that is going to be fulfilling for us and work that we actually want. So what comes as part of that is the first step to asking for the unthinkable or figuring out what you want from a workplace is asking yourself the question, what do I like and dislike about my current job? So this was something that my boss got me to do a while back if we spoke in, I think it was bonus episode four, I spoke about having a difficult conversation with my workplace. And my boss uh, really asked me to write what I liked and disliked about the workplace I was in. Because of that, it allowed me to do some other things in the work that, that really fulfilled me for that moment of time. Again, that tiny, you know, little conversation that I had allowed me to do these things. And what writing down what I liked and disliked about my job did was that it allowed my boss to kind of identify what areas he could help in that. So was there a place where we could, was there a conclusion we could come to that not only helped my workplace, but also helped myself in feeling like I was fulfilled and valued and really adding something to the place of work? 
After you do that, the next thing to do is to write down your strengths and weaknesses. Now, this is something that is actually quite difficult to do. I know I struggle trying to figure out what my strengths and weaknesses are. And to kind of get the ball rolling, a great way to start figuring this out is to ask a friend or ask a family member. If you have that one family member that is brutally honest, ask them. Uh, They'll be a great person to kickstart things. And then from from their answers, you'll be able to write your own perspective as well, which is super helpful. I do highly recommend not only getting someone else's opinion, but also making sure that you have your own strengths and weaknesses and you can evaluate some of them yourself. Now, strengths can be things like making friends easily or connecting people or being able to talk shit. You know, these are all strengths. You can, you know, start identifying different things by establishing what these are. Again, with weaknesses, it doesn't have to be like really bad at Excel. (laughs) You know, it, it, it can be something like, I'm not great at public speaking. That can help narrow things down. And the third thing that you need to do before asking for the unthinkable is to figure out what reason you have to want to work. Now, I've broken these down into six different areas. The first one being You want to work because you want to make more money to do the things that you love. For example, you want to make enough money so that you can travel often or do some of your hobbies. Perhaps it's you just want more time and money to be able to hang out with friends or it's that you want to sing on weekends and again, you want to be able to fund doing that. The second thing is that you want to work because you want to feel like you're making an impact and contributing to something bigger than yourself. So that might mean that you just want to feel like there is a reason for you being in the workplace. You want to feel respected and you want to feel like you're working on something that is actually making an impact on something that, you know, you value. And People's values and ethics lay in totally different areas. So if, you know, the thing that you're contributing to is to entertain people or that is something you're passionate about, that's okay. It doesn't have to be I'm helping less fortunate people or things like that. It might even mean that you just need fulfillment in every work project or you just need acknowledgement for your contribution in a particular project. And that might be mean that, you know, your manager currently is failing to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing, or it may mean that you just need to be working on something that aligns with your values a lot more. Number three is I want to work because I want to make money and hit career milestones. So this is talking about checking off the things on the list. So you want to, you are currently an assistant. You want to move up to a managerial role. You want to move up to a senior manager, to a director, and at one point be the CEO or whatever that is for you. That is totally fine. There is nothing wrong with wanting to check these things off. 
the question is here, if this is your answer, be clear on why you want to do things. Does getting these little statuses like fill you with some kind of joy and what is that like? And also, if you have checked off any of these things, what are those feelings and are you actually celebrating them or are you just moving on to the next checkbox? Number four is, I want to work because, well, I actually don't want to work. I want to make money doing something I love. Now, when I say I don't want to work, what I mean here is you don't want to make it feel like it's work because it is something that you love doing so much. It almost feels like you're stealing because you're making money doing it. So that could mean for me, you know, I love making these podcasts. So if that was me, it may be making podcasts every day would be something that I would love doing so much that it wouldn't feel like a job. So that's an example there. Number five is I want to work because I want to learn new skills, develop myself and connect with interesting people. So what this one is, is it might not actually matter what industry you're in or what role you are doing. As long as you are constantly learning new things feel like you're growing as a person, both career-wise and personally, and are actually engaging and connecting with people you find interesting or are enjoying their company, this can be a reason that you want to go to a particular workplace. So this is an interesting one, but I think it's going to apply to more people than you might expect, Uh, in particular if you are quite extroverted this might be somewhere that you definitely sit. And the last one, number six, is I want to work because does anybody actually want to work? What kind of question is that? Now, although there are a lot of memes and things about people never wanting to work a day in their life and actually wanting to do nothing I do think that this answer is going to be by a very, very, very small percentage of the population. I think all of us want to do something at some capacity, whether we believe or not that we can make a living doing that. That's a whole different thing. But this question is literally that if money wasn't a problem, you would just like to sit around all day. I'm, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, I kind of added it there just as a little funny thing, but I don't know. I'd be interested to know if this is someone and if it is you, please reach out to me. Cause I'd really like to dive into the kind of thinking behind this and why you are in that category. Cause that would be something really cool to investigate. So yeah, let me know if that is you. Now, the hardest part about these you know, these questions is, I really would like you to only pick one. If you must, you can pick a secondary one, but it's really important that you pick one primary reason for why you want to work, because this is going to help a lot in not only figuring out what your unthinkable ask is going to be, but it's also going to help you out in figuring out where you want to take your next step. So what industry you want to move into or what role you need to look out to, 
what role you need to look out for when it comes to your next career change. If you do want more information on that or if you didn't get a chance to, you know, write those down or pick one, there is a blog in the description below where you can really figure out which of these, you know, you are and then be able to make a decision from that. So you've figured out what you like and don't like about your workplace. You know what your strengths and weaknesses are and you know the reason why you want to work. Now the question is, is the workplace that you're currently at, can that facilitate your reason for working? Our assumption is always no because you know, that's how we're conditioned. Sometimes that's how we're brought up. We're brought up to think that things work a particular way and they can't change. In reality, with the day and age that we're living in at the moment, and as you've seen from different people I've interviewed or different experiences I've had, there are a lot more different ways that you can work. And the digital age that we're living in really facilitates that. It's just about going at it the right way or being at the right place to work at. Before you say, my workplace is very old school and I would nobody would ever go for this there, I assure you that I know people who have done these in places that you would never imagine them to be able to ask, you know, for certain things from and be able to get them. So before you rule that out straight away, please consider this. And then after you do your unthinkable ask, the next step is just to figure out how to move on to another place. What is an unthinkable ask? Let's start there. So for me, the biggest unthinkable ask I have ever, you know, done in my life was working four days a week. Now, I am a manager. I, I'm a marketing manager and I'm a marketing manager for two different companies. So if you hear that, assuming that you're working four days might not make sense to a lot of people, but the way my experience and my expertise has allowed me to do my work a lot more efficiently. Not only that, but streamline a lot of processes that have enabled me to, you know, work a lot faster. And that's what happens the further and further in you get into your career, especially if you're someone who enjoys upskilling all the time. Now, at the time, I did not expect that to be answered. I did not think I would ever be able to work four days a week. And the reason I had done this unthinkable ask was because I actually didn't want the job. I applied for the job because my dad was like to me, when are you getting a real job kind of thing? And so that is why I had applied for it. So as I was in the interview, I thought, may as well shoot my shot. It ended up working and over the past, you know, two years of building the millennial crisis, I began to research a lot, not only millennials, but also managers and different companies and asked them some tricky questions to figure out 
if they had workers, you know, who they trusted and who who they valued, what extents they would go to to be able to keep them and what leniencies they would have to ensure that they stayed and they were also fulfilled and felt good about the work that they were doing. So now that we've clarified what an unthinkable ask is, let's dive deeper into what your unthinkable ask should be. For some of you, after answering the third question about the reasoning why you want to work, that might be pretty clear to you. For others who need a little bit more help, keep on listening and I'm going to go through some possible unthinkable asks for you right now. So if you answered number one, that you want to make more money so you can do more of the things you love, your unthinkable ask may be for a pay rise if you just need more money to fund these extracurricular activities. It may be more flexibility. So perhaps like me asking for four days of work. It may be asking for more flexibility in terms of possibly working remotely in some points. Perhaps that means you may ask to work from home a lot of the time, which will allow you to pick your hours or you know, trial a couple of things when it comes to that. Perhaps if travel is a big passion of yours, you may ask your workplace some time to work abroad uh, if your job can be done remotely, which these days a lot of jobs that you may not have thought could be done remotely can be. So really consider that. There are a lot of gap year kind of projects that involve your workplace If you look at the resource I've put in the show notes, I mention a few of them if you are number one and are looking for what your unthinkable ask could be. They are some unthinkable asks for number one. For number two is about making an impact or contributing to something bigger than you. Now, this is something where one thing that you should really ask yourself when doing this is, is there something I'm already passionate about that I would like to contribute to? For example, if domestic violence and helping, you know, people who are struggling in that is something that you are really passionate about, it may be about talking to your workplace to see if you could help contribute in some way. Perhaps it's working with a charity within that industry or being able to volunteer some time there or your workplace can sponsor it. Whatever your cause is that you're super passionate about, considering how you could possibly integrate that with the current work you're doing and if your workplace can help you facilitate that. And that's in particular for people who may have a lot more spare time on their hands while they're at work. And I know there are a lot of you out there that do spend three, four, five, six (laughs) hours a day doing nothing and just staring blankly at your computer. I can be that person sometimes, I will admit that. (laughs) The second way is perhaps it's seeing a skill that you have that may not be in your job role or in your job description and offering that to people around the office. For example, for myself, I love being able to build encouraging people to build their personal brand. So one thing I did this year was send out an email to the workplace and offer them my time to help build their personal LinkedIn profiles. This not only helped the company because 
you know, if a person's profile is looking great, when people look at the company, they kind of, it's associated with that same thinking, you know, if the employee is great, then the company is great. So that was something that I did and, and it allowed me to feel fulfilled and like, although I was contributing to something. So that could be another thing that you could consider there. The third thing is to possibly do it outside of the workplace. So at the moment, you think you hate your job and you think you hate everything about it, but perhaps it's because you don't have anything outside of the workplace that's driving you as well. If you found that outside of the workplace, you may find that your actual workplace isn't so bad if the environment isn't toxic for you, if you're just finding yourself bored. So that is some examples of unthinkable asks for number two. Number three is you want to make money and hit career milestones. Now, this one, the unthinkable ask here is surrounded by a pay rise, which everybody struggles with asking for. And it's also, it might not necessarily be a pay rise, but it might be a title that you feel you deserve. So a lot of the time we do things that are outside of our original job description or outside of our original titles and we want to have a title that we feel we're deserving of. And if you're really thinking about that career progression stuff, if you do choose to move on, having a great title is really going to look great on the resume and enable you to be able to continue progressing at the levels that you would like. For number four, I don't want to work. I want to make money doing something I love. Now, for these people, it's really important you know what you love. And it's important to figure out whether you want to actually do that full time. Because once you turn your passion into work, it also still feels like work. So there are some, you know, tricky questions that you want to ask yourself when it comes to that. The other thing about this is you want to consider what would make something not feel like work. Is it that you're working with really cool people that you love hanging out with? Or is it the work itself that does, doesn't feel like work? So the unthinkable ask for something like this may be if it is, you know, if you do ask yourself this question and you figure out that it's working with people that you enjoy and you can't find those people in your workplace or in your team, it may be about asking if you can work at a co-working space where you're able to work with like-minded people and get that kind of connection that you're missing at your current workplace so it doesn't feel like work. It may mean that you, you know, ask to work outdoors or you ask to work, you know, in the cafe that's across the road sometimes so that it feels less like work. The other unthinkable ask here is if there is an area within that company that you are working for that you are passionate about or you feel like you would love to work in, it's about asking how you could possibly move there. For example, if you worked in the analytics side of marketing and you loved it for a bit, but your true passion is in content creation, 
It may be about asking the workplace or your manager or whoever is in charge how you could move to that area and how you could prove yourself to move there. So that would be number four. I just want to stress for number four that it's important that you ask yourself a few tough questions before you get to the point of figuring out your unthinkable ask there. Number five is I want to develop is the one about number five is the one about wanting to develop new skills and develop yourself and connect with interesting people. Now, this may be about asking for more flexibility to get out of the office a little bit more. For example, in my workplace that I'm currently at, I love developing myself new skills and meeting new and interesting people. So recently I decided to pitch a campaign to my boss about, you know, interviewing some really cool startups in the space which enabled me to get out of the office and go and meet with some people in the space of the industry I'm working in and interview them, find about find out about what they do and learn new skills along the way. So that is one way is about figuring out how you can diversify the work you do or add an almost side project to the work you're currently doing. The important thing is with this is to share is to share with your employer that you do have some spare time and this is not going to affect the work that you're already doing, but it's also going to enhance the brand awareness or whatever it may do for your workplace. The second one here is to ask for an upskilling allowance. So so perhaps there is a course that you really want to do or there is a seminar or a, you know, workshop you really want to attend. For a lot of big companies, in particular in Australia, they have funding for employees to be able to upskill in certain ways. So you, your company may have this and you don't even know about it because you have not asked. So it's really important to mention what you want to upskill in, to tell your workplace why it would benefit them, and then to see if they could pay for this upskilling. This is really important and it may be a lot easier for you to get than you would expect. And number six was, do you actually want to work? And I mean, the unthinkable ask there is there is no unthinkable ask. If you don't want to work, then um, the unthinkable ask is email me because I really want to hear from these kinds of people. (laughs) So, yeah, that was me breaking down the unthinkable ask. If you are still struggling to figure out what your unthinkable ask is, please send me an email or a DM on Instagram and we can chat through that or join our Facebook community, The Millennial Crisis, on Facebook and we can chat there and see if other people can help, you know, understand what you're looking for and then what your unthinkable ask may be. If you liked this episode and the topic on the unthinkable ask, let me know and 
in future bonus episodes, I'll see if I can elaborate on this concept more and help you figure out ways where you can communicate your message properly to your workplace. Um, I think that that may help a few people. So please let me know. And if that's the case, I will create something around that as well. Thanks so much for listening again. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing you can do for me is recommend it to a friend, send them a link and get them to have a listen or even better, share it on your socials and tag me. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe, give it a rate or a comment. Um, It just helps me get some more incredible guests on the podcast so that you can listen to and gives me the freedom and flexibility to be able to continue doing this podcast. Uh, Otherwise, all the links in the show notes to join our Facebook community and our Slack community and all of that other good stuff, plus all the resources that I spoke about in this episode. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, This week, we do not have a challenge. I think the challenge is just to answer these particular questions that is going to keep you busy enough. So let me know how you go with them. And I am excited for you to hear next week's episode uh, because I've got another amazing guest for you. So I'll see you then. Bye.